Well, it's that time of year again. Projects are in full swing, and you know what that means. you got to make that trip up to Jacob's Supply. Whether you're a contractor or builder, or you're checking those things off the to-do list around the house, now is the time to visit Jacob's Supply. Guys, listen to some of the crazy good deals they have going on right now. PVC decking for $2.99 a linear foot in 10 different colors. Composite decking for $2.35 a linear foot in two colors. Treated decking for $0.65 a linear foot. Duralife composite rail kits available in select colors starting at $64.99. And don't forget the vinyl rail kits also available in stock. Need the fasteners? They have those too. Hidden or visible? Clips or screws. Jacob Supply is located in Temperance, Michigan, but ships many products nationally too. So whether you're in-state or out-of-state, they're just a click or call away. Check them out at www.jacobsupply.com or call them at 734-224-0978. That's 734-224-0978 or click the link in the description of this episode. Jacob Supply, your one-stop shop for products you need at prices you love. Hey guys, you got to join us at the Thank God for Bitcoin 2024 conference in Rocket Town, Nashville, July 24th and 25th. Last year was phenomenal and this year is going to be even better. G.K. Chesterton once said, I never discuss anything else except politics and religion. There is nothing else to discuss. Given how secular our current world is, this might sound strange. We can think of many things that don't initially seem political, but whether we recognize it or not, religion and politics define the playing surface and rules that govern our lives and actions. And money is one of the most powerful tools in enacting the wills of both government and God. Although we all use it, few Christians have a rich, biblically grounded, historically informed framework through which to understand what money is, and consequently the effect it necessarily has on how we think about economic issues. Well, that won't fly at this conference. We're talking stewardship, dominion, and the economics of glory with some of the biggest names around. Speakers include Michael Foster, C.R. Wiley, Dr. Ben Merkel, Dr. Glenn Sunshine, Nate Fisher, Jordan Bush, and many, many more. You won't want to miss this lineup. This is one of the most intellectually powerful theologically sound, and all-around good-time conferences you can go to this summer. So go to www.tgfb.com, that's Thank God for Bitcoin, www.tgfb.com, and get your tickets today, or click on the link in the description of this episode. See you there, guys. Christians, are you tired of just talking about starting a parallel economy and not doing anything about it? The Workspace Conference is the catalyst you've been waiting for. Join us this June 28th and 29th at the Hilton in downtown Fort Worth, Texas. Engage with leading Christian thinkers like David Bonson, C.R. Wiley, Steve Jeffrey, David Reese, and Andrew Krapyshevs. They'll share invaluable insights on how to actively integrate your faith with your professional life in ways that really matter. These leaders are not just thinkers, but doers, shaping a Christian approach to business that makes a real impact. This event is more than speeches. It's a vibrant networking hub for Christian professionals and entrepreneurs eager to create substantial change. It's an opportunity to forge meaningful connections, explore new business opportunities, and collaborate in a faith-driven environment. Don't miss the highlight of our networking opportunities, the exclusive speakers dinner. This is a premier event where you can dine with our speakers and other influential guests, deepening relationships and discussing ideas in an intimate setting. We are also actively seeking partners who are passionate about building a Christian economy. If you're interested in collaborating or sponsoring, we'd love to hear from you. And make sure you join us for Beer and Psalms for some relaxed fellowship and let's turn our faith into action together. So reserve your spot now at www.worksbase.com That's worksbase.com or click the link in the description of this episode and be part of building a dynamic Christian professional community. Let's move beyond talk, fellas, and start creating the change we want to see. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Dead 
Men Walking. Thanks for listening, guys. Just want to jump on here very quickly before we get into the episode and tell you a little bit about this episode's guest. On this episode, we talked to Dwayne Atkinson, and he is just a great guy. He runs the bar podcast, Biblical and Reformed. He's been doing that for about five years, and he called me up and said, hey, I want you on my show. And I said, well, I want you on my show. And uh, we talked for a little bit, and he called in. He's from North Carolina. North Carolina. Sorry, that's I don't even know if that's their accent. He doesn't have an accent, but when I hear North Carolina, I hear kind of a draw a little bit, but who knows? I'm not an impressionist. That's probably a horrible accent. I don't know what they uh, sound like. But anyway, <laughs> let's get back into this. Uh, we talked about his testimony and how he was saved and then kind of got into the NAR movement, the uh, New Apostolic Reformation movement for a few years. That actually pushed him into uh, Reformed theology. We talked about some of the things in NAR that he saw that actually pushed him towards a different theology. We talked about how he got saved, how he started the podcast. I talked a little bit about how I grew up and uh, how I wrestled with Reformed theology for a few years. And then uh, we got into a little bit about like race and social economic status within Christianity and how your theology can be affected by that. It's about 40 minutes long, so a little shorter than some of our podcasts, but I think it was really good. I really appreciate Dwayne calling in and talking with us, giving us his time. It's a, I think it's a great episode, and I would encourage all my listeners, if you guys uh, regularly listen to podcasts, which I think you might since you're listening to this podcast, go check them out on uh, Apple, Spotify, all the other places you get podcasts. It's called The Bar Podcast, B-A-R, Bar Podcast, Biblical and Reformed. You can also follow Dwayne on Instagram, Dwayne Atkinson. You can probably just search that name. I'm not sure what his Instagram handle is. I follow him and he's got all kinds of good updates there, but he has all kinds of resources. Podcast is great and the interview is great. So stick around and up next is Dwayne Atkinson from the Bar Podcast. Enjoy guys. Exploring theology, doctrine, and all of the fascinating subjects in between. Broadcasting from an undisclosed location, Dead Men Walking starts now. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dead Men Walking. I'm your host, Greg Moore. I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been reaching out on social media. We do appreciate the likes, the shares, the subscribes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all the places you can find your podcast. And we definitely like the likes and follows on social media, Instagram, Dead Men Walking Podcast. Facebook, Dead Men Walking Podcast, YouTube, Dead Men Walking Podcast. It's all labeled the same, very easy to find. And I'll tell you what, we couldn't do it without listeners like you spreading the word of God, advancing his kingdom, and ultimately bringing glory to him. Well, now with that, I got the business out of the way there. I have a very special guest on the line today, Dwayne Atkinson. Dwayne, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I am great. Dwayne reached out to me, which I was very surprised. He runs a very successful podcast named The Bar Podcast, which, by the way, Dwayne, I absolutely love that name, Biblical and Reformed. <laughs> what a great acronym. It drew me right in. I, I you know, I searched on uh, nice. Apple and I found it and went, oh, this just the name alone. I got to get in there and start listening. And <laughs> I've been following for a while now and you just have great guests on. Your interview style is phenomenal. And when you reached out to me, uh, 
I just absolutely loved it because there's such a brotherhood in the podcasting community and even so much more within the Christian and Reformed community. It was just so nice to have you reach out and say, hey, let's do something together. Um, I was totally excited to do something with you. Um, and we're going to get into a, a little bit about that podcast. But first, just for people listening, yeah. do you think you could just give us a little background of who you are, uh, the, you know, kind of where you came from and where you are now, just, just to give background on people listening? Sure, sure, sure. So, um, again, my name is Dwayne. Um, and I love to start off by saying husband of one wife, father of four kids, and the opposite would be very difficult. Um, <laughs> Amen. but, um, I, I am a, uh, country boy, uh, born and raised in a small, small town called Turkey, North Carolina, uh, grew up in a, uh, you know, both parent home, father, mother, excellent people. Um, the picture of, of Christianity and what it's like to be a Christian came from their excellent example. Um, grew up in the church, uh, was a musician, played drums in the church, um, you know, fairly athletic. So I also was into sports. Um, and those that know that are musicians and are athletes, sometimes that leads to a life of lasciviousness. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Where you, uh, you, 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 you think you're the man and you, you become a womanizer. And that was me. I, I thought I was a man. I thought I was a player. But I had a facade of the good guy because I was always at church mm. uh, every Sunday. No matter what I did uh, Friday, Saturday night, I was always on the drums at church. Um, just thinking that, you know, that was that was my makeup for all the bad I did the night before. Um, and God used uh, the very thing that I was riding on, which was my pride. Uh, he used my pride to uh, bring me to my knees. Um, back, back in those days, we didn't have uh, cell phones. I think I had a cell phone, but, you know, you still use the house phone. Sure. And so I got called on a three-way call from two ladies that figured out who they, who, you know, they supposed, I was supposed to be dating both <laughs> of them. They figured it out. Uh-oh. And they called me, and they busted me, and uh, that night I rolled onto my knees and said, Lord, I'm just making a mess of my life, you know, cleaning my heart. And uh, I wish I could say that was happily ever after, man. But unfortunately, um, because, uh, and I didn't realize this until several years later, when I got off my knees, I immediately turned the TV in. Uh, and some people in your, your crowd right now is just saying <gasps> they're gasping when I said that. Um, but yeah. the reason why I turned the TV in is because being an athlete, being a musician, where do you look to find the best athletes and musicians? You look to TV. Sure. So I thought because you was on TV, that means you were the best pastors and preachers. Mm. And that uh, led me on a road, man, into uh, Word of Faith, uh, where uh, you know I moved to South Carolina after I met my lovely wife. You know, attended a huge Pentecostal charismatic word of faith church, uh, was on staff. Um, and then I actually started to migrate into New Apostolic Reformation, um, connected with, uh, air quotes, an apostle and just went through that whole ordeal. Wow. And, um, yeah, all of that, brother. <laughs> wow. And, um, and, and God just slowly, um, by you, about, you know, cause what happens is, man, they're going to show their true hand. You know, it may in the beginning look like, oh, this is the next move of God. But then when you see the how it's not biblical, how it's not scriptural, 
and then how they use it to manipulate people. And then I got to a place where I was like, yo, this, I can't be a part of this. You know, this yeah. is not biblical. It's not scriptural. It's manipulating people. And I just pretty much was turning my back on all things, uh, continuation is all of turning my back on all of that. Um, but I connected with a gentleman at my, uh, previous job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he heard me talking about Calvinism and I was like, yes, I'm, you know, I was at the time thinking I was going to prove Calvinism wrong. I was like, yeah, you know, Calvin. and then he said, uh, Hey, you want to learn about Calvinism? I was like, yeah, sure. So he brought me <laughs> in his office and, um, we went through the Westminster confession, um, literally line by line, Every day during his lunch break, we would go through it. And when it was over, I realized that I was reformed. I was a Calvinist. Um, right. And that started the journey, man, to, to where we are today. And he actually suggested, you know, things to listen to. Ligonier, Grace yeah. to You, you know, Truth for Life. And I started listening to him. Then I, then I found out about podcasts. And I would listen to him on podcasts. And then I've heard a couple podcasts that were actually – theologically sound but yet fun and so i was sure. like whoa wait a minute i can do this like i like to have fun and i'm not the smartest guy so i can maybe get guests on that are really smart <laughs> right <laughs> and and uh yeah and that's and that's how we are here man with the bar with the whole network now um and just uh just just a great ride man but that's kind of the backstory up to the present so how, how, what years was it from the time you were saved to the time you kind of got into the, to NAR to the time you, you got into Reformed theology? Stay with us. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Covenant Real Estate. And why not? It's my podcast and my real estate company. But seriously, I've absolutely enjoyed helping clients buy, sell, and invest in real estate over the last 12 years. My brokerage serves clients in Michigan and Ohio, with more states coming soon. When I started this brokerage, I wanted to ensure that my expertise and knowledge would serve every one of my clients. I take my fiduciary responsibility to my clients very seriously. That's why I named it Covenant Real Estate. Not only is a covenant a contract in the legal sense, but it's also a solemn promise from myself to each of my clients. I will do my absolute best to serve you. It's also pretty cool that our name has some theological implications as well, which is a great conversation starter. And here's the best part. My agents and I have extensive experience in helping people buy and sell residential homes, buy and sell commercial properties, as well as investing in real estate and selling and purchasing recreational and vacant land. Covenant Real Estate can help you with all of your real estate needs, and I would love the opportunity to earn your business. So if you have real estate needs in Michigan or Ohio, call me at 734-731-GREG. That's 734-731-G-R-E-G. Or click on the link in the description of this podcast episode you're listening to right now. Remember, Covenant Real Estate. Confidence from contract to close. Okay, so uh, Saved was... 20, let's see, 26, so Save was probably 2006, mm-hmm. um, got into the NAR probably around 2009 in the 10, sure. um, and was in that until, uh, I guess, started coming out of it, I would say about 
13, 14, and then 15 is when the whole reform mm. journey started. Sure. So I have had so many discussions with um, with believers that uh, came out of Word of Faith or Prosperity Gospel, kind of that NAR movement. And when we say NAR for any of those people that are listening that don't know what we're talking about, that's the New Apostolic Reformation, very signs mm-hmm. and wonders, works-driven, uh, mm-hmm. um, that kind of theology. Probably the most famous link to that would be Bethel out in Redding, California with Bill Johnson and, and his ilk. And yeah. there's there's a lot of controversy surrounding that, biblical uh, heresy, controversy, things like that. And, and I discuss those things all the time. It's, uh, you know, I, I see, I listen to talk with so many people that uh, that movement has actually pushed them after going through it to actually a more foundationally sound, doctrinally and theologically sound yeah. view of God. And I almost go, oh, I, I absolutely love it because it's like the Lord will use anything for his glory. And uh, <laughs> I, I've met some of the strongest brothers and sisters in Christ who have went through that and said, oh no, it took me being you know entrenched in that to, to see exactly mm-hmm. what you just said. Man will always show his mm-hmm. hand. If it's not pointing to God, yep. it'll eventually point to man. And it puts them, you know, kind of on that that different path. I have, you know, something similar. I grew up in a non-denominational church, but definitely almost like an Assemblies of Mm -hmm. God type. There was obviously speaking in tongues, and it was based on Pentecostalism. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it took me a long time to realize that Pentecostalism has only been around for, geez, 100 years. I mean, you look at, um, you know, obviously the Bible and our early church fathers right up through the Reformation. I mean, none of this, uh, none of these shenanigans were really going on until just the last century or so. But it's been so (laughs) entrenched in Western Christianity and growing up like that. I just thought, oh, all churches are like this, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. that's where we come from. But so so I remember, you know, just very quickly to kind of put us on the same page. I remember asking my youth pastor and my pastors some some very uh, you know, deep theological questions. At the time, I didn't know what I was questioning, and they didn't really have answers for me. They just said, well, this is the way we believe. And, you know, if you tell a kid, mm-hmm. that, you know, a curious kid like myself who is always asking why and wants to know more, oh, that's just the way it is, well, then it just makes you dig into those things much deeper. So I tell everyone, sure. I said the sinner's prayer at 7, I got saved at 24, which is, uh, you know, the, the more I talk to reform folks, too, they go, yeah, that makes that makes sense. When my heart was truly regenerated, it was when I had, yeah. you know, no band, no car, no girlfriend, no job, no prospects. And the Lord humbled me to yep. a place that said, um, you, you need me. And he drew me onto himself. And, and that's when I was actually saved. And I actually wrestled mm-hmm. with Reformed theology for maybe eight years. I, I just grew up mm-hmm. and I wasn't even exposed to that. I mean, I was homeschooled and we read Edwards and we read John Newton and, and Bunyan and, and all these people, but they, I, I wasn't told about that theology. It was a very strict, this is sure. what you believe. Yeah, these guys are okay, but don't get too into them. And for about eight years and up until like my early 30s, maybe 30, 31, I didn't even want to say I was Reformed or Calvinist or anything like that because <laughs> I thought there was a stigma to it. When in fact, then I just realized, oh no, I just believe the Bible. I just believe what the Bible says in my systematic theology Mm -hmm. and the way I view it um, has a label, 
but uh, in the, at the end of the day, I believe in 100% of what the Bible teaches, and I believe my theology, Reformed theology, can reconcile the entire Bible to where I mm-hmm. think some other theologies can't. You have to kind of use some tradition and do some mental gymnastics to uh, explain certain verses and things like that. So I, I was a little bit different as in I actually, you know, like I said, I would ask my, I asked my, I remember 13 years old, I asked my youth pastor, I said, why do people go to hell? And he said, well, because they don't believe in, you know, Jesus. And I said, well, isn't unbelief a sin? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, didn't Jesus die for all sins? And he said, yeah. And I said, why isn't everyone in heaven then? And he just looked at me and said, oh, that's a good one. And, and you know, walked away. And I, I didn't know at 13, I was asking him about a limited atonement doctrine, but it didn't make sense in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any good answers you know, or, you know, we grew up believing if you backslid far enough, boy, you could lose your salvation. And I would bring verses to him and say, well, what about where it says like he only, you know, the father holds in the hand and can't be plucked away from him. Oh, no, no, no. But if you sin, you know, bad enough, you know, and then so then it, you know, I had fear like, oh, my gosh, if what sin if I do something wrong today, if I die today, I'm going to hell. And I was thinking about eternal security and perseverance of the saints. And it was just absolutely insane when I look back on it going, you know, unfortunately, a lot of my youth leaders and pastors didn't do me a whole lot, a lot of good when asking me these questions because they didn't want to veer off a certain doctrine or theology and, and, you know, and, and really try to explain it. But by the grace of God, um, you know, he, he did save me and uh, look where we are now. I get to talk to, Dwayne from the bar podcast, and it's absolutely uh, an awesome thing. So you, you, you started the, how long have you been doing the bar podcast? Um, so technically five, uh, I say officially by iTunes standard four and a couple of quarters. Sure. So, so you're, you're kind of, you're old school here. I'm, I've only been going a couple months. I've obviously been listening to podcasts for geez, I would have to at least say eight or nine years. I mean, I was in on the early days of podcasting. I think, uh, Rogan and Corolla were my first two that I started listening to when they got really uh, popular. Obviously we've seen a, mm-hmm. a resurgence and, and just, uh, uh, just a plethora of uh, podcasts for not only reform, but for Christianity in general, which I believe is awesome. Um, so it's so yeah. good to see guys like you out there who've been doing it a long time. And tell me a little bit about how, I mean, what was your thought there? I mean, I know you touched on it a little bit. You said, Hey, I'm listening to podcasts. It sounds like there's guys smarter than me, which is the same way I feel. Let's bring on smart people and listen to them such as yourself. Uh, Mm -hmm. and you said, Hey, let's, (laughs) let's, let's do some podcasting and and try to get some fun guests on as well. Was that the main motivation for starting the podcast? Honestly, the, the original vision, um, I left this out of the, the backstory. Um, Whenever I started coming out of the whole movement and everything, even before I met the guy that walked through the Westminster Confession, I started a page on Facebook called Be Not Deceived. Okay. And Be Not Deceived is a it's a discernment page. Um, it started out real spooky, you know, uh, conspiracy theory. But as our theology grew, uh, the page grew, and we just pretty much exposed false teachers, you know, word of faith guys, stuff like that. And sure. so there's a whole team that runs that page. Um, and so the vision was when I got inspired to do podcasts was we'll all get on there at one time. And we actually did it on, uh, uh, internet radio. We had this broadcast called, uh, what was it? Warrior for truth. 
Okay. And we got on internet radio every week as a group and we just talked about different topics. Um, when I found out about podcasting, I wanted to take that idea to podcasting. The whole group get on, talk about different topics, whatever, whatever. Well, as you know, uh, starting a podcast, uh, it's hard to get people in the same place at the same time as far sure. as on the phone or anything like that. It's hard to do two people. Can you imagine doing seven or eight? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so um, I, I just I kept warring, trying to get them, trying to get them on, get them on. And um, and I was actually ready to just give up on it, um, on podcasts altogether. And I went to um, Steve Lawson actually preached uh, in Greenville, South Carolina, which is near me. And me and my wife went to it. You know, Steve Lawson, anytime you get to hear him preach, you got to jump and do it. And so we went. And um, sitting right behind me was Todd Friel, uh from Wretched Radio. Sure. And as soon as the program was over, you know, I turned around and was like, hey, Todd Friel, you know, introduced myself. And I pitched him the idea of my podcast. He was just blown away, number one, that I was African-American and at a reformed event. He was like, <laughs> I just don't see that, man. <laughs> and when I told him about the podcast, he was like, oh, you need to do this. You need to you need to do this, man. You know, it needs your voice. You know, we don't see that many brothers doing it, but you know, sure. And so that sparked the idea of, okay, I can't get these folks, all eight people on at the same time. What I can do is I can interview people. Um, and I literally just started, you know, shooting emails, sending requests, uh, and people just started saying, yes, you know, and, um, and, you know, top real, you know, he told me that night that he would, he would come on and he came on and, couple other guests and and that's that's pretty much how it got going man um it almost didn't make it but uh by god's grace uh we got it and so the whole my whole purpose for the show once i realized i wanted to do it that way was i wanted to be a resource because for me right. podcasts helped my, helped me grow my theology i was listening to christ the centered and you know all of those really deep podcasts and that's what helped me understand things and hear conversations i never heard before and so I want it to be that same kind of resource, not necessarily on their level, but kind of an entry, like, you know, somebody Googles Reformed Theology, I want them to find the bar and be like, oh, let me listen to this. Let me listen to this guest right. and kind of get an introduction to it. So that's kind of what where I'm coming from on that. Oh, that's awesome. Let, let me ask you kind of a, I don't know if it'd be a personal question, but uh, just something that's, that's stu- stuck in my mind, uh, because there is such a strong and vocal um, minority black voice in Reformed theology. I mean, when I when I just want God to do a work in me, I get on my treadmill and I put on Shylin and I get preached to, and then I go <laughs> listen to Vadi, and it's just like I just get destroyed for the day. And the, I mean, you look at in music and you look in preaching and there seems to be such a strong reflection in the black community in reform. What, why do you think that is? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's too personal for you, but I've always just went, there is just such great men and women in that minority group that have taken hold of reformed theology and just exploded it. I mean, I, I think the resurgence of reformed theology is, is due to reformed rap. Uh, because you you guys oh, d- sure. attack the culture and and it's just and it's such a great I mean besides it's you know it's obviously the the Bible and the message of the sovereignty of God and all those things but uh, it, it was it's just insane to me how effective 
um, that community has been for Reformed theology. Can you speak to that a little bit and maybe give your two cents on why you think that is? Well, so, I mean, for sure, uh, Charlene was was major for me as well. Um, It's what what you have to think about, um, especially when it comes to the art of uh, hip-hop, because it's so poetic, because it's, Mm. it's so much you can put in the, the lyrics, you know, it has a driving force with it. You know, those guys take that talent of wordplay and then put in sound biblical uh, teaching, you know, that, that takes it to the next level. Um, yeah. But as far as uh, the, the, the influence of African-Americans, I think, and this is, I can only speak for me. Sure. Uh, for me, I think uh, what, what makes it, I guess, explode or so dynamic is because we it's, it's a mixture some of us have never heard sound biblical teaching ever you know like we only heard the fluff the you know we only seen the pimp preachers you know we only seen that some of us actually have solid backgrounds like myself like everything that I grew up believing mm-hmm. it was was lined up with reformed theology we just didn't call it that like we believe in the trinity we believe right. in starting to God, you know, so I think it's either you're getting exposed to it for the very first time, super excited, so you want to spread the word, or you're getting your, what you grew up with confirmed, you know, and you have words for it, because that's the first thing I told people was, now I know why I believe this, you know, growing up, like, like the guy told you, he said, you know, we just believe it, where there's certain things in scripture that we grew up knowing it but not knowing exactly why or how to explain it so i think there's two things playing there and both of those things working together uh brings the excitement that you get from vody from um uh, hb charles you know from from all of those solid guys from you know shylin as the guy on my team t barlow there's just a a excitement in order that that you want to spread that word that 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 truth um, out there to not only to to not only confirm but also to to motivate and to to push people towards them biblical teaching. Sure, and you know I would add to that too. I've found that a theology like Reformed theology that is consistently and constantly pointing to Christ, pointing to God and His sovereignty, it really makes everything else seem secondary, whether it be social economic status, sure. skin color, where you grew up, how you talk. I mean, e- even in the, uh, you know, the the white churches that I've been part of, and, and I would, my first pastor when I came back to the Lord was uh, black and was a predominantly black church, and um, it was just, it was a season of my life where the Lord really taught me how to praise and worship and, and all those things, but you, you even see segments in certain types of theology to where it's like a certain type and certain socioeconomic status of a person and because the theology that they're teaching almost teaches towards that to where when i believe in an all-sovereign all-powerful all-knowing god who everything i do is for his glory and knowing my place is a deprived uh depraved uh sinful man who needs his grace and mercy every day i'll tell you what i look around it doesn't really matter what color or where you come from or how you talk because we're all on the same playing field. (laughs) All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. uh, And we desperately need him. So yeah, that's, that's good. That's good stuff. Let me uh, just go back just a little bit and I'll I'll ask you this question and we're doing this all uh, without any type of pre-interview or anything. So I appreciate you being able to 
uh, just, you know, respond on your feet here. But when you said you got into NAR and then you kind of saw, you know, in that movement, how man was kind of glorifying themselves. Can you give a few examples of maybe what you saw to where you just said, hmm, this, I don't think this is lining up with what I believe or no, I don't think that's biblical. What, what were some of the things that you saw that made you just kind of step back and say, wait a minute, I, I got to think about this. Well, so, I mean, just NAR an example, I mean, NAR within itself is an example of needing to be uh, in a position because you have to have a special title. You need to be an apostle mm. or a prophet or whatever. You know, you, you're you're looking to exhort yourself above regular Christians, and that, that within itself is an issue. Also, um, because... You know, the, the Bible talks about requirements of an apostle. That was one of the things that just kept weighing on me mm. was the requirements. You, you have to see Jesus. You have to see him as sin. And, you know, and I can't imagine any of those guys being old enough or myself <laughs> right. being old enough to have seen that. Um, and so it, it, it really like there was no clear cut example, because the thing about NAR is it blends so much with uh word of faith and charismania that it all sounds and looks the same uh just you know that the titles are different um you know i've seen you know the whole healing lines and the fire lines and the prophesy lines and sure and and at the end of the day it was all all about the money line (laughs) that was the only line that really really uh made a difference and you know determined what they did and didn't do you know it was all about the money so for me it was seeing you know them man, man having to be exalted yep. man uh trying to create a position for themselves uh that actually goes against what scripture says that position is for or what it what it means to obtain that position and then just man's greed uh to use that power use that name use that that system to uh manipulate people out of money yeah, and I think that's what it really is about, too. You know, sometimes some of the, the dings that I get from some of my uh, maybe charismatic or Pentecostal or even just outside of the Reformed theology kind of camp is they say, geez, you, you look on Instagram or social media, all these places, and you see the Reformed memes and the and the calling out, and they just go, man, it just seems like you guys are just, you, you know— uh, putting other people down or, or trying to, you know, mess up someone's <laughs> up, someone's ministry. Why can't we just all, you know, hold hands and, and get along? And my response to that is that almost every person I talk to who comes out against NAR or Word of Faith or Prosperity Gospel, they're doing it from a place of love because they want people to know the truth. Because I've seen people caught yep. up in those type of ministries and theologies for decades, and it not only stunts their growth and their sanctification process, but it actually puts them on a path that is ungodly, unbiblical, not scriptural, and and, and can really ultimately lead to death and hell. And I always mm-hmm. ask them, I say, look, at if, if you knew anyone who was in you know, uh, immediate danger, would you warn them? And they say, well, of course I would. Well, I think that's what we're doing here. Now, uh, obviously, sometimes you get, you know, some of these guys like a Kenneth Copeland and he just serves it up. You just go, I, I can't even believe that there's people who actually follow this, <laughs> this, ma- this man, you know, um, and, and, and look at, I, I don't ever want, I don't ever want to be. Is, no, I was just going to say what's funny is seeing, 
the uh, Word of Faith people look at Kendall Copeland and say he looks crazy, but they're doing the exact <laughs> same thing, just not in front of the TV. I mean, in front of the camera, right? You know, and not making crazy faces, but they're doing the exact same thing. But it's funny to see see them criticize him too. I'm like, that is if oh, that's not calling the the kettle black <laughs> it's nuts they're like oh he's out there you know blowing on covid19 and asking for planes but we're not that bad we're just down here barking like dogs grave soaking and handing out christian tarot cards it's like what are you guys talking about the dead men walking podcast is sponsored by greg moore at informed solutions realty with over 50,000 residential, commercial, and property valuation transactions completed, Informed Solutions Realty is your premier real estate brokerage in Michigan. Whether you're buying or selling a home or business, Greg Moore at Informed Solutions Realty can help you. And right now, all Dead Men Walking listeners will receive a complimentary property valuation report, which is a $100 value. Visit www.gregmoore.realtor or call 734-731-GREG. For more information on how much your property is worth and how you can get it sold fast, that's www.gregmore.realtor or call 734-731-GREG. Dead Men Walking is also sponsored by Meriwether Farm. As followers of Christ, we are called to feed the poor, show compassion and mercy, and make disciples of Him. And that's exactly what Meriwether Farm does. Through farm and food ministries, Meriwether Farm is dedicated to serving the underprivileged and those in need in their community, showing the love of Christ and making Christ known. Meriwether Farm is a nonprofit charity that fulfills its kingdom mission by partnering with listeners like you. For more information on how you can get involved or donate, visit www.mwfarmministries.org. That's www.mwfarmministries.org. We are also brought to you by Threads Baby Boutique. Hand-sewn and made right here in the USA, Threads Baby Boutique Etsy shop is a must-visit. With unique clothes and accessories for infants, toddlers, and young children, you're sure to find the perfect ensemble at the Threads Baby Boutique. Children are a blessing from the Lord. Why not bless them with this perfect gift and see what thousands of satisfied customers are talking about? Visit www.etsy.com and search Threads Baby Boutique or connect with them on Facebook at Threads Baby Boutique. And now, back to Dead Men Walking. Rationalization uh, of Scripture is a very powerful and dangerous thing. I mean, anyone, Uh if you're not measuring yourself against the word of God, um, you can rationalize just about any sin, any doctrine, any theology to fit what you need it to fit. So you can go on doing what you want to do, which is generally just rebellion of of God and pridefulness. I mean, that's what it all really comes down to, because isn't that what sin is anyway, right? Exactly. But um, yeah, so I I think it comes from, you know... uh, our camp or our tribe, however you want to say it, it does come from a place of love. I remember I was an early adopter of Facebook. I think first six months that it was open outside of college students. And I've got stuff going back to like 2007 and eight, where I'm like calling out Todd Bentley when he was doing like 50 person meetings, he wasn't (laughs) even anyone. And I just said, this this isn't right. Right. This guy's talking about punching people in the face and kicking them in the shins. And then obviously we've seen what happened with him over the last 10 or 12 years. Um, Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, calling out, I actually led a Bible study with a Bill Johnson book, I think in 2008, when heaven invades earth, I got all the way through the book and I went, well, this doesn't seem right. I have so many issues with it. 
and then immediately start posting and just having discussions. And, you know, now we've seen it, you know, in 2020, you know, he's exponentially more popular and doing all those things. But it's just one of these things where even back then, before I even identified as reformed, I had this heart of wanting to guard the truth and really wanting to be like a Berean and, and script, you know, search the scriptures daily and measure everything up against the word of God. And not because I want to say you're right and I'm wrong and, and the, you know, point fingers. It's because I want people to know the truth. And ultimately I want people to know God. I want them to right. um, have a, a mature sanctified, sanctified walk and actually understand the character of God. You know, one of my favorite Bible verses obviously is Proverbs. It says the beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord. And that's not to be scared of him, but that word fear actually means to understand his character and have reverence for him. And I think really the only way they can do that is, is truly understanding his word that he's made available to us. And a twisting of that through some of those movements can set people back decades in their walk with the Lord, unfortunately. But let's change gears here a little bit. I'm just, I'm just going to keep you for, for a couple more minutes. I did want to make sure that everyone listening here does check out the Bar Podcast. Can you talk about where people can find that and uh, maybe talk a little bit about who your guests have been and, and what you guys uh, you know talk about on the podcast? Sure, sure. So uh, you, you forgot one question, but I'm going to answer it here, man. You were talking about the name, the Bar. Uh, oh, yeah. And where did that come from? Yeah. So um, the, I'll start there. The name of the bar um, actually started in our Facebook inbox with that group. We were throwing around names, and the first name was Black and Reformed. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And I was like, eh, no thanks. You know, I don't want wanted to be one of those shows, you know. So somebody came through and said Biblical and Reformed, which I love, you know, B-A-R, love the, the name, the logo. But I run into a couple of haters here and there that say that it's uh it's a oxymoron, you know, biblical is reformed or, you know, being reformed is biblical, you know. So that I run into that a little bit. Um it's funny when I met Steve Lawson with my I have my shirt on and he said, That should say biblical is reformed. I said, Yes, yeah, Steve, but uh buyer or beer wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't sound as cool on my podcast. Right. <laughs> so, um but you can you can find the bar uh, at thebarpodcast.com. Okay. Um, and we also have a tab. We have a network of podcasts that are all connected through the bar. I call it the Bar Podcast Network. And so you click on the Bar Podcast Network tab, you can find all the podcasts. Um, and the Bar Podcast is a 30-minute laid-back conversation with, uh, with the guests. Um, my guests have ranged from very well-known speakers like Steve Lawson, Mark Dever, Lincoln Duncan, um, um, that's a nice list. Stephen Nichols, um, Mike Horton, um, Carl Truman. A lot. I mean, I've I've chased after pretty much. Oh, Al Mohler. Mm. Um, I've chased after pretty much all the big dogs. Um, I was chasing after the late great RC uh, right before he got really sick, and. Um, mm. And they told me, you know, it wasn't going to happen. And then I got the sad news a couple months ago that I uh, wasn't going to be able to get Dr. MacArthur. That was another one of my great whales that I was chasing. Um, that's not going to happen. But I was able to get um, um, Alistair Begg. So yeah. that was one of my ones on my list. Um, and then, but then I also 
interview local pastors. Sure. Um, one of my very first shows, I asked my guest, you know, who's your favorite preacher? And this was me, you know, early in the reform thing. And he said, man, my favorite preacher is my pastor. You know, he does this, this, that. <laughs> and I still had the, the, the charismatic mentality where you want to find the best and, you know, follow the TD Jakes or whatever. Sure. And that and I was like, wait a minute, I need to bring that back. You know, I need to shine a light on these local guys. And so I have local pastor spotlight. I do every so often. And then I just interview other podcasters. I interview software companies. I've had uh, Covenant Eyes, um, yeah. Olive Tree, working with Logos, Logos. Mm-hmm. Um, I've interviewed, you know, artists, whether they're hip hop artists or uh, actual painters and sketchers. And um, I interviewed um, Ref Tunes, the guy to do the cartoons. I mean, it's just. Oh, really? I, I love Ref Tunes. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. My man Cox, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great guy. So um, I, I just interview anybody, man, that I think would be a uh, – uh, it would be a nice uh, uh, introduction to my listener, um, whether it's a new book or if it's apparel, whether it's art, whether it's sermon, whether it's encouragement or testimony. And so uh, that's, that's pretty much what we do, man, um, at the bar. And like I said, it's 30 minutes so that it, we get in, we get out. We wet sure. the appetite. We make sure that the links are in the in the bio, so that you can. Uh, I mean, in the uh, the show notes, so you can go and buy the book or follow up or whatever needs to happen. And uh, that's pretty much what we do. Well, Dwayne, thank you so much for being on today. I really do appreciate it. I mean, you're an interesting guy. You're a brother in the Lord. You're doing great work. Uh, the podcast is phenomenal. And once again, you said that was the barpodcast.com. Did I hear that correctly? Correct. The barpodcast.com with one of the coolest names <laughs> for a podcast. <laughs> uh, like I said, it grabbed my attention, and uh, I have a slight touch of ADD, so I'm all over the place. So when, if you can grab my attention, I'm sure you can grab others that can concentrate a little bit more than three <laughs> seconds. But um, once again, I want to say thanks for coming on. I really appreciate you reaching out to me. Um, I'm going to have to be on the podcast for you, too, because we, we need to talk again. I definitely want to yeah. keep in touch. Uh, for any one of my listeners listening, definitely go over to um, Apple or Spotify or all the places you get podcasts. I'm sure he's on all of those. I know I connect with you on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you like, subscribe, give him some five stars, let him know uh, that you're listening. But, Dwayne, thanks so much Listen for being on. before you get five stars. I want honest reviews. Honest reviews. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, so listen first before you get five stars. Yeah, just don't give him five stars because he's a great guy. He wants to make sure he's bringing no, that content. That. But I'll tell you what, from that, right. that list that you just rattled off to me, man, I'm going to have to dig back in the archives because you have some oh, yeah. great There's men and women on there, man. there, man. Yeah. For sure. And before we go, man, I just want to shout you out. The reason why I reached out to you, um, like I told you, I have a sixth sense about podcasts, man, and I really love your approach. I love what you're doing. I love uh, just, just the, you can just kind of sense where this is going and so i just want to encourage your listeners man to lock in with this guy because this podcast is gonna blow up oh Dwayne, thanks that's so kind listen if uh one person is ministered by it and it, and it glorifies god then we've done our job right that's it at the end of the day <laughs> awesome 
All right, brother. Well, I will talk to you soon. And once again, you guys, if you're listening, make sure you reach out and listen to the Bar Podcast. It's a great show. And, you know, it was an honor having you on, Dwayne. Have a great day. And guys, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dead Men Walking Podcast for full video podcast episodes and clips. Or email us at deadmenwalkingpodcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits. Be sure to check us out at dmwpodcast.com where you can purchase the best and snarkiest merch on the internet, support the show, and leave us a review or message. Dead Men Walking can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Dead Men Walking Podcast and on Twitter X at Real DMW Podcast. The Dead Men Walking Podcast is part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. For exclusive show content, be sure to download the Pump TV app and become a member. If you're a business that needs to reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers in your demographic, podcast advertising might be for you. Send all inquiries to Dead Men Walking Podcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits.